0: Over the airwaves, you're listening to J.C. Hawks Radio. Welcome to J.C. Hawks Radio, part of the J.C. Hawks Sports Network. Today is Monday, June 26, 2017, and I am your host, J.C. Hawks. Today on the show, we have Devon Goldsmith, comedian, middle linebacker, aspiring coach and player for the Dallas Elite. She'll be joining us 15 minutes after the hour. I'm in the chat room right now, so if anybody wants to go in the chat room, go to radio.com jchawks.com on the left hand side of the uh, website you're going to see chat room open that up and you'll see that I'm in there jchawks and if you want to secure your name you can register but if you just want to put in a name like uh, fluffy bunny just put in fluffy bunny and that'll be your name if you want to secure that name then you want to uh, register for that if you have any questions or comments you can email me at jc at jchawks.com Or you can follow me on Twitter at JC underscore Hawks. Or if you'd like to call me, you can either text me or call me at area code 916-238-5010. So what was everybody doing this weekend? Were you watching the Women's World Championship that was held on Saturday? Uh, The game results are as follows. Finland played against Great Britain, and Great Britain won 27-21. The United States took out Mexico 29 to zero, and Canada beat Australia 31 to six. For those of you who couldn't watch the game, uh, I'm going to thank Ashley Edmonston for uh, updating us on via Twitter. You can follow her. at Twitter at W34VI1. Thank you, Ashley. appreciate that. I I actually was working this weekend, and I couldn't watch the games. I'm hoping uh, tomorrow's game I'll be able to watch. So the upcoming games for tomorrow, the matchups are Australia versus Mexico, United States versus Finland, and Canada versus Great Britain. And again, there will be a live stream coverage at footballcanada.com or WWC17.com. .ca Or follow Ashley at W34VI1, and that's what I'll probably be doing if I can't watch the game. Did you listen to the round one playoffs of the IWFL? Were you following them on Twitter? Um, there was some... Uh, people were talking about they didn't know who was in the playoffs and if you went to the website, uh they had like a little puzzle. it was like a little nautical uh figure so the way it was, it said that Pacific Southwest one played Pacific Southwest two, so the stars were playing the Sirens Atlanta number one was playing Central number two, so that was the Queens versus the energy. the Central number one was playing the Atlantic number two, which there was no Atlantic number two, so the Austin. Um, yellow jackets didn't play anybody and then the pacific number one played the Pacific southwest two which the falcons played the bobcats so the utah falcons defeated the carson bobcats 26 to 0 but it did end at halftime due to low roster size and injuries the sacramento sirens beat the north county stars 49 to 6 and the carolina queens forfeited giving Houston Energy the win. And as I said, Austin Yellow Jackets had no Atlanta number two contender, so they will take uh, the win on that. As for the, far as the USWFL that played on Saturday, the Detroit went on to defeat the Houston Wildcats in this close match, 22-20. I did talk to Rhonda Elford uh, last week, and we were trying to get a audio broadcast, but that was unsuccessful. Uh the Tri-Cities Thunder shut out the southern Indiana Storms sixty-six to zero. And there was a third game played, but I don't have any results of that or do I know who played. Uh I tried to contact one of my uh sources and they didn't have the answer for that. Uh no there are no playoff announcements at this time, uh, but uh best bet would be to follow the individual websites to find out what's going on and uh as I hear news once I talk to the team, so I'll I'll let you in on it. Uh, As for the IWFL, uh, conference championships being played on 7-8-17. The Houston Energy will play against the Austin Yellow Jackets, and the Sacramento Simons will play against the Utah Falcons. The WFA postseason games will be underway on July 8th and that will be the Chicago Force will play against the Boston Renegades, the San Diego Surge against the Dallas Elite, the Tampa Bay Inferno will play against the Montreal Blitz, Mile High Blaze against the St. Louis Slam, Orlando Anarchy will play against the Toledo Rain. and the Arkansas Wildcats will play against the South Oregon Lady Renegades. Again, Devon Goldsmith will be joining us at 15 minutes after the hour. And let me just play a quick commercial break. I'll be right back.
1: Want to start your own team or league? Would you like to learn how to officiate flag football? How about offering a player's clinic in your hometown to learn how to play flag football? The IWFFA does just that. We have traveled across the United States and around the world since 1995, introducing the sport in some countries, creating new teams and leagues in others, and the IWFFA can help you. Just send an email to IWFFA at IWFFA.com.
0: Okay, that was an advertisement to start your own league in the IWFFA. You can visit IWFFA at IWFFA.com. Dot com. As you know, I do a um, audio broadcast on WFB Talk, IWFFA Radio. You can hear that. Actually, that was changed. It used to be every third Wednesday of each month, but it, starting uh, next month, it's going to be every third thursday of each month so you can join and you can follow on twitter at wfb talk for more details as far, far as uh flag football there's no season for flag football so you know with the season ending in women's tackle football you know you have some athletes some players that want to continue on working out and so they're going to turn to uh flag football and so you can start a league you can you can uh enter a tournament uh The IWFFA is actually holding some tournaments. Uh, Last week, um, it was supposed to be June 24th, but they actually rescheduled, and the first conference is going to be in July. You can look at the IWFFA website for more details on that. And so if you don't have a team, like I said, you can be a, a loose woman, which that's an individual player playing for that team. If you aren't tired of football and you want to hear some <laughs> some old broadcasts, I was pulling out some old broadcasts yesterday from the Independent Sports Network. US uh, years ago, I used to have that site, and yesterday I played a, a blast from the past game with the. Uh, West Michigan Mayhem against the New York Nemesis, and that was back in 2008. And sometimes those are good games to listen to because you can't remember the scores. So uh, I was listening to that game, and and the announcer, John Marino, you know, he has a different type of play. He kind of reminds me like of a Howard Cosell, uh, for those of you. you A lot of you are probably too young to know Howard Cosell, but he has that type of uh, play-by-play. Annunciation. So if you want to give it a listen I have it actually at uh, this website jchawks.com. So Devon will be joining us in about five minutes and let me play one more commercial for you and then we'll talk about other things.
1: Have you registered for the next iwFFA tournament? It's easy. it's fun. it's flag football. We welcome all ages and levels of team play from highly competitive competitive, social, beginners, juniors, and girls. And we want to see you and your team on the field at the next IWFFA tournament. We offer tournaments throughout the year and around the world. Just go to our International Women's Flag Football Association's website, experience the excitement, and play IWFFA, female flag football from all over the world at its best. See us on YouTube, our website, And email IWFFA at IWFFA.com today to join. See you on the field. Okay, we're
0: back. Uh, Devon Goldsmith will be joining us pretty soon. Actually, uh, it was years ago, and I wish I found that clip. I, I need to search for it. But she actually had done a commercial for me. And I'm sure she remembered it. She had said, this is Devon Goldsmith, comedian, middle linebacker. And so she was doing it when we used to do audio game broadcasts. So in between, I used to play those broadcasts. And uh, so that's pretty much how we met. We met via, you know, during the Ning board. I don't know if a lot of you were around when Coach Lee, he used to do a show. Uh, four quarters with Coach Lee, and he had the name board. And I really wish he would have kept that name board because it actually brought women's football uh, players, teams, owners, um, marketing, um, the business side together. And, you know, a lot of coaches would be on this. And and it was a very good, uh, informative uh, website board. And now that we have Twitter, we can follow the news. But at the time, Twitter wasn't as, as it is now as a social media And so um, that's how I met Devon the first time. And um, I never met her in person. She now plays for the Dallas Elite. So we're going to talk to her about her career and, you know, how she started in football. She does want to be a coach. And we're going to find out, you know, what her plans are for that. Is she going to be a coach while she's a player or is she going to wait until she retires and decides to take up coaching, and what, what does she want to do? Position coaching, maybe like linebacker. So when she comes on the air, uh, she'll be joining us in about two minutes. Again, if you have any questions or comments, or you want a show idea, you can email me at jc at jchawks.com, or you know, I'd love to, if you want to text me at area code 916 nine one six two three eight five zero one zero, and so give me some ideas of what type of shows you'd like, or what type of interviews. Uh, players or or teams you'd like on the show and if you want to be a member of you know want to be a a guest on the show just give me a you know give me a shout out email me and uh, I'd be happy to put you on the show and during the off season uh, you know it was brought to my attention you know hey it's going to be off season what are you going to be doing on the show Well, well we'll do we did a nutrition show we did a sports specific training show uh, I'd like to do concussions, uh, why it's important to, you know, replace your helmets, you know, or have them checked every year. Uh, usually a player will replace their helmet every two years. Um, you know, if you drop a helmet as you do with a hel- um, helicopter, <laughs> as you do with a motorcycle helmet, once you drop that helmet, uh, it needs to be checked or not used anymore because you, you, you uh, the integrity of that helmet is, not the same as when you first bought it. It looks like we have Devon on the line. Let me unmute her. Hey, Devon, how are you doing?
2: Hello. Good, how are you Welcome today? to the show.
0: I'm doing good, thank you. Thank I'm so you. happy you came on the show. I was just uh, talking to everybody. Do you remember the that you did that commercial for me when I was doing uh, uh, Independent Sports Network? And you were saying, hi, this yeah. Devon Goldsmith, middle linebacker, comedian.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I, I need a really to find that ago. again. Yes, it was. It was a long time ago, and I think I think I was just I recollect. We I think did we first meet on the Ning board? Is that how that went about? Do you remember the Ning board with Coach Lee?
2: We did. We met on that uh, the Ning board like back in the day, and uh, with the IWFL. I think it was back in like 2010, like around that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's really awesome. I was um
0: but it's good to hear you too, and. Um, so we're going to talk about your life, how, how you started to play football. But let's, let's go back to a little bit before you started playing football. Now, you're a comedian, correct?
2: Yes, I do do the stand-up yes. and part-time. So,
0: you do, so you, do, you do your own shows and everything? You go do the circuits or do you just do it, do it for fun?
2: I do it for fun. You know, to be honest, I actually like to make people laugh. Um, I haven't, yes. the last uh, maybe three or four years, I haven't been on stage for a little while. Um, I've had to take a break from it, you know, you because know, sometimes you, when you do stand up and you do things like that, they're they're really coming from a place of transformation sometimes. And, you know, I just, I haven't had an opportunity to, like, actually get on stage. I, I've had a big transition the last, like, couple of years, and I've been moving a lot. So, mm-hmm.
0: so how did you get into football after being a comedian? How did you learn about
2: Oh, man, the story is really interesting. Uh, so growing up in my family, we weren't really uh, football people. Um, the only time that we really watched football was during the Super Bowl. And I, when I was a kid, I didn't know. I just wanted to eat the junk food, and it was like a time for us to all be in the same room and eat barbecue. You know, it was like the favorite thing to do. Um, so when I got older and I, I went, and I joined the service, uh, I was watching the Super Bowl, uh, the one with the – it was a Tom Brady Super Bowl, actually, with the Carolina Panthers. It was Jake DeLone. When isn't it a Tom, it like Brady top... <laughs> oh, isn't it Tom Brady
0: Super Bowl? When <laughs> isn't it a Tom Brady Super Bowl?
2: It was back when Julius Peppers was a young guy. And uh-huh. I remember watching this game, and I, I, I asked the guys I was with, I said, can somebody break this down for me? I was like, because I don't get it. And everybody was like, oh, my God, you of all people. And they explained me me what the game was like and, you know, what the purpose of it was. And, I ended up watching that game and I was like, I wanna play football and I you know, I went on AOL at the time. That's how old I am. <laughs> and, and uh still metro area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was living in the D C metro area and there happened to be teams like all over the country and I was like, How do I just find out about this? So I went and I tried out and it you know, the first time I like got to tackle someone, I was like, This is I wanna do this forever. I wanna do this until my body breaks off in half. So um, it's been a great experience ever since.
0: So you played on several teams. What What was the first team? Who was the first team you played on?
2: The first team I ever played for was actually the DC Divas, the 2004 Oop. DC Divas. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and, and and I think, yeah,
0: that, that's right. That's when I did meet you when you played for the Divas. At, yep. And then it was at the IWFL. Um, I was trying to recollect yep. where, where we first met on the name board, and I'm, I'm thought thought I ran across you when when Nate Lewis was doing all your broadcasts.
2: Yep. And And then uh, then from
0: there...
2: Well, the East Coast is really small, you know, so um, I was in the military when I first started playing football. I got another duty station, and I ended up going to Northern California, and I ended up playing for the Oakland Banshees for a little while, and that was around that time when the IWFL and the WFA, all those different leagues were starting to transition, and The Banshees Mm -hmm. went to Sixes. Um, I ended up playing Sixes for them. And that happened for a couple of years. And then uh, I got another job opportunity, and then I ended up going back to Washington. And that's how I ended up back in D.C. So 2008, 2009, those were the two years I was there. And then I took another job, and then I moved to Baltimore, and I kind of did the Baltimore thing. I played in Baltimore for three years. And I took 2014... Uh, well, I came back in 2013 to D.C. I'm doing like a pinball in football, I think. Um, and, <laughs> and I lived in Philadelphia for a little while, and I was doing that commute, and then I, I took 2014 off because I was like, you know what, maybe I don't want to play anymore. You know, uh, I went through that, that that wall phase. I think uh, every player kind of goes through that where you kind of need to stop, you need to reflect mm-hmm. yourself, and you're like, dude. And I realized after being off, like in the first six months, I was like, I need this. This is like, and it's not even like I I need it because I can't do anything else. I would prefer to be doing it. It was like April wasn't the same. I was like, I can go on spring break, but I want to play, you know. And then uh, I called up some, you know, people that I was pretty close with in Washington, and I said, hey, I'm going to come back in 2015, and we're going to go bust it. We're going to go win. And they're like, come home. So I came back, and, uh, you know, 2015 happened. 2016 happened, and here we are. A new job opportunity, new life experience, and now here I am in Dallas, which is yeah, kind of like you said you're in Chicago.
0: City. Now, what are you doing in Chicago visiting?
2: No, I'm not in Chicago. I was telling you that was the time zone. Oh,
0: <laughs> so yes, Dallas is on the same
2: in time zone as Chicago. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sometimes when you called me like I was like running and I was like trying to like, like type you back and everything. So, sorry. Sorry about that.
0: I'm thinking, what are you What's doing going? in Chicago? Are you going to play for the Force and then go back to the Dell <laughs> Elite?
2: <laughs> no, Chicago is a nice city, though. I, I like Chicago. It's a very nice place to visit. It's got great personality. Football has given mm-hmm. me the opportunity to travel and see a lot of different cities on leisure. You know, in the military, you kind of go. You do things for leisure, but it's, yeah. You know, I mean, you're really business-focused. I mean, you got to get in and get out sometimes. Football has given me the opportunity to meet a lot of different people around the league see a lot of different things and it's allowed me to grow as a person. I mean you get different perspectives. So mm-hmm.
0: now you played for Dallas uh, three three seasons? Is this your third season? No, this with is Dallas?
2: This is my first season playing in Dallas.
0: First so season. I, I was a Diva in two
2: thousand fifteen and sixteen.
0: Oh. Yeah, okay. okay. For some reason oh, I thought yeah. you were on, on Dallas the radar. for a while.
2: I know. I you know what? Uh, it, that's been people have been saying that a lot and I, I, I think it's because uh, the style uh, and the way that you know people kind of live down here in Texas um, kind of fits mm-hmm. my persona. It's <laughs> yeah. um, some people say that I'm I'm not a drink that everybody can take. So I, I well, you're like you're you're the, you're, yeah, you're the captain probably, of
0: the. Are, are you the ca- are you a captain of the team?
2: One of the captains. Oh no, definitely not. Uh, so you're you're yeah we're we're passing up some great players now. You've got everybody on this team is a captain in my opinion, but um, Mm -hmm. right now I'm just, I'm I'm just the, you know, the appointed leader of the defense. And when I say appointed, I mean, it it sort of happened, you know, not necessarily on accident, but it was, I'm I'm the organic leader for the defense here and this is a great defense. You know, everybody that I'm playing with is. The
0: pictures that I, that I put up, you know, it looks like you're in the huddle and you're, you're standing in front of them. So. I yes. had just assumed that you so, were a captain of the team, <laughs> one
2: of the captains. No, I'm not necessarily an appointed captain. And I mean, when you say a captain and you're talking about the official title, I mean, no, I'm not an official titled captain. Our team actually doesn't really have captains. We have, uh, mm-hmm. you know, leaders on the team that have been, you know, on the team for a long time. And the thing about Dallas is coming here is a, it's a lot like a family. Um, you know, once you get in here, I mean, it's, it's literally like a, a, a real tight family. So – this team doesn't really need captains. Um, I'd say that everybody has, you know, they really govern themselves well, you know, as far as their personalities and how they represent mm-hmm. themselves. And we all know that if we need to do something and we need to go to someone, we know who we can go to and how we can go to them. We don't we don't look at each other as far as rank is concerned. That's not something that exists here. We we're, we look uh, at each other. Everybody. And all the
0: same so everybody's pretty much the leader of the team, you know, taking charge and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We
2: do what we so have, have to a do when we need great to. Great lineup,
0: it. great roster.
2: Yes, uh, coming here has been very transformative as far as the game is concerned. The girls here, really, really smart. And, I mean, they're not just great athletes, but they they have great personalities. So it's it's hard not to fall in love with a you know a team like this because it's something you can you can build on personally. You know, even if you decide, like if I were to decide, hey, I'm not going to play football, you know, five or six years from now. Um, I would know that there's are still people that I can go to as far as family members. Like they're, they're literally family now, you know, it's it's been great coming here. Yes. And the, the coaches, no. the coaches are really smart here too. So.
0: How many coaches, coaching staff do you have?
2: Oh man. We got about, we got seven coaches.
0: Not Dude, to mention you talking coaches. about
2: the coaches who play. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's true. And, and speaking of coaches, you were t- telling me that you aspire to become a coach. Now, um, do you want to be a coach, position coach while you're actually playing, or do you want to wait till you retire and become a coach or train as you go?
2: Um, I think I might want to start off training as I go. I feel like, um, like it's just like with anything, when you do any type of research, you really can't learn anything, you know, reading about it online or going to take a class. Like you actually have to do it. Coaching is something you actually have to do. And there's different types of coaches. I think if I was going to aspire to, you know, start any type of coaching, it would, it would definitely be, you know, um, in the, you know, at the position level. I still have a ton to learn about the game. I mean, I, every, you know, I always learn new tips and tricks, not to mention the game is constantly evolving with new schemes. And, you know, you can, we see most standard packages, but there are some tricks and things that can make plays change. They can make they can change the tempo of a game, and there's still things that I just I need to learn, too. I do aspire to be a coach, but for me, I would really like to be specific about the level that I choose for, uh, you know, to strive for. Um, I don't know if I necessarily want to strive to be an elite quarterback in the NFL. I think I'd more so be looking at uh, high school and junior college. Um, those are my aspirations first, to start small, mm-hmm. because those guys down at those levels, they're they're great athletes too. And then not to mention, I feel like these next, you know, four or five years, the next decade or so, we're going to start seeing colleges start to embrace women's sports in college because we have young girls that are playing, you know, um, you know, like the, the Utah Tackle Girls League. I mean, they're, they're amazing. Those girls are, you know, developing very well. They're very smart. Their mechanics are, you know, very, very true. It's a very honest game. And I think that those girls, when they leave that grade level, they're going to be looking to do it not with the, just with the guys, because, you know, when you play with the guys, they, they leave you, you know, when you turn a certain age, it doesn't matter what you do, it doesn't matter how hard you train, they just, they leave you, they're on a different level, and you can, you can hang with them for as long as you can, but it's, it's the reason why it's, it's separate, and I believe that more Mm -hmm. women are going to start to seek that, they're going to want something that they can call their own, so they're, you know, they're not always that little girl that's on the team with the helmet, and they're like, yeah, I can do it with the guys, but, You know, they only let me kick or they only let me be a running back sometimes. I think girls deserve a little bit more than that. And I think that um, young kids, you know, young guys that I grew up with, they're starting to turn into giants. They're becoming coaches themselves. So socially it's becoming more acceptable for men to see women play football and, you know, being aggressive or learning the terminology or learning the tips and tricks. I think that there's a great opportunity there to coach women as well. So I would like to start in my league. But I also like to get tips and tricks from the the men and what they have to offer because you know they started this game. So I I try to go back to those guys and and pick out of their bread baskets too. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you're you're pretty involved in the community now. What about the 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 team itself? Are they are they doing you're doing coaching clinics and or not coaching clinics, uh, clinics for like young girls and and flag clinics to help you know get those girls. Playing and wanting to play as they get older.
2: Oh yeah, so Odessa Jenkins is a you know, and Maria Spencer they run a really good um, shop here. So every year, um, they started it back last year, I believe. But this this year they they have a a youth um, girls empowerment camp, and it's like a a one day camp where the girls on the team come out as professionals, and then they kind of help them through like a play sixty event and it got rained out a couple of times this year, but it's a really successful event, you know, and they do other coaching clinics, you know. A lot of the women on the team are heavily involved in women's football and, and men's football in this the, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So, I mean, when you're talking about coaching levels, I mean, these, these women are really, they're just they're brilliant. Like, sometimes they say things to me, and I'm like, man, I've been doing this for a long time, and I didn't even know that, you know, so... It's just what they're exposed to, the different, you know, levels Mm -hmm. of the game and how much you apply yourself. I think one thing about football is it will give you what you give it. Um, So I think once I'm ready to fully embrace not playing, um, that coaching will be something – I won't necessarily say that it's going to be easy, um, Mm -hmm. but it will be a a transition as far as, like, how I think. I think sometimes coaches want to live vicariously through a player. And it's it's like you can't you have that there's a part where there's a separation where you have to let it go, and you start you have to start respecting the players for being able to execute your scheme, and you have to really love them for that, and love to coach you have to love to coach the game, so I I think that it won't be a, I don't know if it'll be a, an easy transition, but I think that it will be something that I will take a, a liking to once I understand what it is completely.
0: Well, I've never. I've never known you to fail at anything, and and you know I follow you on Facebook, and you always have something inspirational to talk about. Mm-hmm. And some you know some things are funny, you know you'll go on your little your little tangents, and <laughs> and, then, and then you'll go to your you know your your quotes. Do you have a do you have a favorite uh, quote that you like to, you know follow live by? Um,
2: it's it's changed over the years, but I have to say is. My, my favorite quote is, yes, you can. Um, uh, I really don't like it when people say that you can't do something because they've never seen it done or they're not sure if it can actually happen. I believe that anything that you, you really truly believe you can do, you will do if you just you know apply yourself. But I think sometimes people, they get that mixed up with the fact that, if I, hey, if I believe I can you know be a farmer but I know nothing about farming, one day I'm going to put some dirt down and some berries are, and trees are going to grow out of the ground. It's really about applying yourself after you believe you have the knowledge. First, you have to take an interest and you have to be more interested in the knowledge than actually doing it. So once you you have the knowledge, then you can apply yourself. And after that, it's really about acceleration, I think. And when I say acceleration, it's, you know, you learn how to throw a ball and then you throw the ball kind of slow and high, but you wanna throw it further. So what do we learn how to do? We learn how to throw it harder. And in order to throw it further you have to throw it faster so what do you do? you speed it up and once you do that, you become you know i I'd say it's like becoming like a ball of light you just you just take off um, like a rocket but I think sometimes people get afraid to do that because they're not sure if it's okay or you know they're afraid if they say like i'm I, I can do this that they may fail you may you may fail but if you do it ten times until you achieve your goal, you know you haven't finished yet. so I, I truly believe that. You know, if you have a goal and something that you want to do, you have to finish it no matter how long it takes you. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, do you have, like, some type of, like, um, you know, when you have your new rookies come in, do you have, like, a mentoring program where they kind of, you know, with a seasoned player takes that rookie under their
2: wing? (laughs) Uh, You know what? Coming in the down, (laughs) I started over. So (laughs) I wouldn't necessarily say that they have, like, a, a rookie program. I would say that they have a, uh, we had a camp, we had a training camp, and um, they, they do a lock in here, and that's all I can really say about it. It's like, it's our personal little thing, you know, it's something that we go through, mm-hmm. um, but it requires lack of sleep and, you know, good bonding time, <laughs> but it's definitely <laughs> something that I think can uh, make a team strong. I think um, a lot of people believe that great teams are strength in numbers and there are strength in numbers but I believe if you you have a lot of people and they're not useful then it really doesn't matter what you have. So mm-hmm. uh
0: well you have a uh, an upcoming game you're gonna be playing the San Diego Surge and as yeah. as you as you were formed, they were formed in the same way. You know, teams that dissolved and you know left like the the Quake and the Amazons and the the San Diego team, you know, they they grew together strong is the same way as, as Dallas Elite grew. So are you looking forward to that game and, and uh is it gonna be played in Dallas?
2: It's gonna be played in Dallas, yep.
0: Uh
2: I'm looking forward to that game. I mean for one it's gonna be game day. And then two this is yes. This is an assembly it's a new rivalry for me. Um I don't fully understand it. I wasn't here in two thousand fifteen when San Diego came to Dallas last time, but they're on their way back. Um, I think that these two teams really have a good, uh, rivalry behind each other. And I, I think, uh, San Diego really wants it. You know, they really want to come in and, and they, and we all want the same thing. And I think this, these next, these teams that are left that are playing each other, you know, to go to the, the, the biggest game of the year, this is when every part of you like comes out on the field. So we don't know what San Diego we're going to get. And, uh, I'm looking forward to the you know, the opportunity to play them. It's gonna be great. And I know our defense is yeah. definitely chomping at the bit.
0: <laughs> no, now when do you normally practice? I know I know that you have several members from the WFA that are playing uh in Canada. Was was your team affected a lot? <laughs> a lot of your players went to, to Canada to play. So how is that how are you guys maintaining the practice? Are you doing like limited you know, maybe more, more of a position, um, training more so than scrimmages well, we, and.
2: Well, last week we had practice just like normal. Um, you know, still business as usual while they're gone. You know, like I said, these girls hold themselves accountable for everything that they do. So, you know, we've got, uh, Angelica Grayson, you know, she went, we got Liz Landry went, Odessa um, Jenkins went, Rachel May went. Um, and I, I, I know that they're they're really busy, but it just it doesn't mean that we're going to stop doing what we have to do here. I mean, when they come back, we're going to hit the ground running. Uh, we we had Saturday off. They they do believe in you know kind of giving you that time to to refresh mentally, you know. Um, but I mean, it's it's back to watching film and um, getting out there and and executing, you know, all the things that the coaches are asking us to do every week. So we're just trying to prepare to have a good game and we're trying to level up. That's been our uh, it's been our model this year. The coaches have been asking us to level up. And and you have
0: a lot of uh good inspiration out there. You know, and I and I and I envy the little little kids and the players that you you coach under or coach for. Why why are so bad? What's that? Because you you, you just said, have uh, I don't know, just your philosophy on life. I mean, you know,
1: if I, if I were playing
0: football for the Saints, you know, at the same time you were, you know, I feel that I would learn a lot from you. I, and uh, so, you have a lot to teach.
2: Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, I think uh, for me, as far as, like, wanting to give, I there's a lot of people that say they want to give. Things, but they don't necessarily know what that actually means. And sometimes giving means you have to give things that you don't want so everybody can have what they need. Um, and that's it's, it's called sacrifice. When you learn to self-sacrifice and you can stay consistent with that, I think you can learn more. I didn't always used to have that mentality to let go of things, um, and I now I, I have this mentality to kind of let go and appreciate. Everything, you know, the good and the bad, and everything is folded up with a little note inside from the universe. I'd like to call it, you know, um, with a with a lesson that we can all learn and grow from. And I, I really think that when everybody learns to kind of let go of the perception of what they believe things should look like, that this sport will finally take off and go places. Um, I think that there's a lot of great players in women's football that really are genuine behind it and. The one thing I love about football is it's, it's just a true sport. It's the truth. And it was it was created in perfection, and it's almost executed in this perfect non-perfection. It's, it's like, beautiful. So I, I mm-hmm. love the game.
0: Well, I think, too, you know, playing for all the teams that you played for made you more rounded. You know, you, you, you have different teammates, different uh, styles of play, you know, personalities, you know, going from – the you know the East Coast to the Midwest to the uh, te- Texas what are they considered?
2: I mean, Texas <laughs> is hot? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Texas is hot. But you, know, you,
0: you, uh, you know the central central, you know different you know different personalities and, and you've you know you're just more of a well-rounded player where somebody that just plays for one team, you know you see things differently I think, and I think that's what helps. Well, you know around you and
2: i i have I've had the opportunity to change my perspective, and sometimes you don't even know that you don't know something so mm-hmm. I can never really be i can never envy a player that has stayed on a team for fifteen or twenty years i mean that's that's a great achievement that means that you're loyal to your organization and what it stands for that's that means that it is you i think sometimes with players like myself. It's harder for us to find it. Like we don't necessarily know what we want yet. And they come in here to Dallas. This is this is what I want. This is the personality that I, you know, this is where my personality belongs. It's a it's it's free. It's for everybody. There's there's no levels here. We all do it together. It's like an elevator, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. that way, if one part breaks, we can all keep going together. You know, you grab a hold on and you just keep rising. Um, so that this allowed me to change my perspective. And yes, you're right. I mean, the East Coast football is 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 fast it's fast paced um they they pass a lot more you have to be more of a, you have to know how to play the zone you have to know how to stop and run you really have to be good on special teams you got to be able to play in all the elements, not just hot i mean i mean and then you know the players out there are bigger, they're bulkier, you know down here down south I mean they're the quick i mean everybody's really agile, everybody's really lean, but they're strong. And then you do have players who are big, but when they're big, they they and they're they're strong. They are strong. Like if they put their hands on you, you're like I'm stuck here. So you really have to have that finesse. You have to have those those quick hand movements. You have to be faster. Not to mention being here in Texas, this this weather is like a separate is a separate person. Like you have to have a personal relationship with the sun. I had to get used to it, so to speak. And we're just we're just getting started. I mean, when I thought that it was hot, it got hotter, and I was like, oh my god. I think it was, like, the first month I was here, I had an outdoor workout, and I was out in the sun, and it was about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and then I went in the shade just to, you know, kind of take a break, and it was like the sun came in the shade and followed me, and it was like, hey, where are we going, you know, and I was like, oh, my God, like, my skin is on, on fire. I felt, I felt like Superman when he went to his home planet. That's what I felt like. <laughs> I just felt like I was no match for the atmosphere here. Uh, but oh, I've gotten shit. used to it, so now I now I like it. Now I kind of crave the sun. Like if it's 75, I'm like, oh, you know. People are like, what? And I'm like, it's cold. So <laughs> 110, I'm like, yes. So
0: <laughs> yes. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say, which I've always noticed too. that The East Coast is more of a passing, and, and why is why is it that the West Coast do they they're more on the run? I mean, is what what is the reason for that? I mean, it, it, it's.
2: Oh. It's hard to tell, I mean it really i mean you look at like uh where coaches you know play and where they end up coming and the types mm-hmm. of teams that they run i mean you i mean because we could say that teams don't pass i mean if you look at some of the west coast teams, i mean they really do pass it just it really just depends on who you are the coaches you have. I think when you look at it, you're talking about personnel women down south are are uh they're quick i mean they' i mean they're just really fast, but they're like they're built. <laughs> you know, uh, back east, everybody—you <laughs> can tell people hit train and cross train back east. Um, you can tell. Yes. And I—I I, I think it's also, you know, strengths and weaknesses. There's a lot of women um, back east that I know that are national champions as flag athletes. You know, and I mean, they run and they pass more. I mean, you're not going to get tackled very often. You know, playing flag football, it's, they do yeah. have it, but I mean, it's flag football. You're not really supposed to be doing it. It'll depending on what league you're in so they get opportunity to to air the, the balls out i mean there's not to mention i feel like there's more of an interest um back east because the the cities are closer together so competition easily spreads i mean That's you can true. you can be in dc in the morning and at night like i mean 12 hours later if you don't stop driving you can you can end up in boston and hit four cities on the way up so i mean it's really just about how closely connected they are so they're all going to grow together i mean they got to. Because they, mm-hmm. they want to keep up with each other. Um, the West Coast, um, once you get past like Kansas or you know Illinois, I mean everything starts to spread out. Every I mean even on a Rand McNally map, if you look at it, 200 miles on the East Coast looks like it's 600 miles on the West Coast side of the map. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, How yeah. are we gonna get there? You know. So. Uh, and it's, and it's, Texas it's is such a big here. state. <laughs> Okay, so the first time we went to to Houston, I have a a small little story about this. We went to Houston, and I I said, How long is that going to take? You know, like the drive there, like four hours. I was like, Four hours? I was like, What? (laughs) What? I thought that's like a whole state. (laughs) Um, You know, back east, you could drive two states in four hours, you know, so it's it's just different here. Um, And, uh, but I, I, I do like the atmosphere and, you know, the way that people travel. Um, here, I mean, everybody's like, just get in the car and drive. It's not that far. And you're like, it's far. Like, it's not far. And if you're going to drive somewhere in four hours here, you'll really get there in four hours, unless you're on I-35. That might take you mm-hmm. long
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's expensive to drive in Texas. I couldn't believe how much I spent just to go to, to from Austin to Houston. It was ridiculously well, I mean, yeah, high. Yeah, that's
2: pretty – that's a long way. Florida's worse. I mean, if you took – yeah, Florida's pretty. No, I don't think anything tops the East Coast, and that Baltimore to New York City, JFK corridor. That is that's a highway robbery. Yeah, it's like. Well, 20. I think I got a bill for I mean, seventy
0: bucks in Florida when we were on vacation, and he said, "Oh, you got this little thing. They'll just take your license plate."
2: Oh yeah. And
0: when when I went to the Airport, you know, to return my car, I had to pay an extra seventy dollars. I'm like, what? Where did I go? <laughs> Key West. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, they have those electronic toll roads, you know. At least back yes. east, they got the big signs, and they're like, if you drive in here after that, we need your credit card. Um, you know, yes. <laughs> if you don't know where you are in Florida, because that happened to me when I went to Orlando. Uh, back in January, I was like driving around ESPN Worldwide, and I got my bill when I went to turn in my rental, and I was, I was upset. I was upset. That's the word I'm going to (laughs) use.
0: You're going to put your cleats up for collateral.
2: (laughs) I know, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But uh, so how can people follow you besides Twitter? They can follow you. I know that you have a huddle site with all your film.
2: Mm -hmm. Mhm. Other than that, Instagram. You know, during the season I get a little bit weird about uh, the Internet. Uh, especially during the playoff time, because there's a lot of there's a lot of distractions and things like that. But you can follow me on Instagram at Devon Goldsmith51. That's that's my handle. Um, it shouldn't it shouldn't be hidden or blocked or anything. I mean, I don't, I'm a pretty simple person. I don't usually I don't post a lot as, as much as I used to when I was a younger. Player. Uh, the social media kind of became a distraction because I was always worried about what everybody else was doing. And once I finally learned how to let go. And I said, you know, what what am I doing? And I put my blinders on and just focused on me, and I had to be the best version of me. I started to realize that, you know, things weren't as hard as I was making it. So, you might not see me say much on Facebook or or anything like that right now. I'm pretty, I'm pretty silent. I like to, I like to just show up and leave in the middle of the well, night. Well, you
0: do do your inspirational um, quotes. I, I I see that quite often, and so like I said, yeah, it's, I, uh, it's nice to see.
2: I'd like to inspire other people and empower them to understand that there's other ways to think. I think um, sometimes people don't understand that a lot of the things that they think are bearing down on them, you know, are really things that they're internalizing. And I, I have this model that fear is not real. Um, danger is real, but fear isn't real. And it, it's simply because when you're scared of something, it's because you don't know what it is. And at that point in time, in order to get better at whatever it is that you want to do, Going forward you just have to embrace it. You're like, Okay, I heard this I heard this person is a legend. Well, I'm scared, but let me just go do it because it's not even real. And then once you realize that it's not that bad, then it becomes fun. Then you're like, Okay, let me calm down, let me let me think about this real quick. All right, this is what I'm gonna do. And then you have a plan and then you, you execute that plan and then you accelerate. And once you do that, I mean people are like, how did you do that? And you know it's like I just changed how I was looking at the situation. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so okay that's great you know it was, it was really great talking to you again and I'm so glad that you came on the show and and uh, I hope to you know uh, good luck good luck against uh, the surge just between, the, between you, so you and me go go Dallas
2: <laughs> <laughs> they Hardy. <hurt laughs> <it. laughs> no. <laughs> no thank you so much I really appreciate it and um, uh we're we're gonna we're gonna do our best to bring it home. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna level up every game. We're just gonna keep hitting it hard now, and working. Now, hard will it. we
0: be able to watch the game at all? Are you gonna be uh, uh, live streamed or radio or?
2: I believe it's if something is a, is going to come out about a live stream or anything like that. It, we'll probably find out more uh, later later on in the coming weeks. Um, I know that with the World Games going on right now, uh, you know, some of the front office is a little spread thin. Um, so mm-hmm. we're just going to have to, we're going to have to wait to hear back, but it'll probably come out on Twitter and Instagram when I get the information, if something should come available. yeah, you know,
0: Twitter is actually exciting to just watch. You know, sometimes it's more exciting than the actual game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is because you get to, you're like, who is that? Oh man, that was funny. You know, I, I love like Twitter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but again, thank you so much and good luck. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.
2: Thank you so much. Talk to you soon.
0: Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye. Okay. That was Devon Goldsmith, a comedian, middle linebacker, aspiring coach, and Dallas Elite. I want to wish you good luck in the uh, the game against the San Diego Surge. And if you didn't get a chance to hear the whole interview, you can actually re-listen to the interview on J.C. Hawks' Dot com. i want to thank you all for listening to the show tonight we will be on next monday july 3rd at monday i know you're all going to have a happy 4th of july and um, i will be um, putting our next show uh, information on radio.jchawks.com thanks everybody for listening and have a happy monday
1: Now, the summer pretzel dog is so great because you get two of your favorite ballpark foods in one.
2: Right, right. I got hot dogs on a pretzel bun here. Get your pretzel dogs. Oh, oh, over here. I'll take one. Okay, one pretzel dog for the guy with the little boy glove. Well, it's all I had,
1: so. You know, they use regulation-sized baseballs here. Yeah, that ball's going to dwarf that mitt. The summer's biggest hit is the premium pretzel dog. This is How You Sonic. For a limited time, only participating Sonic drive-ins. Now, the summer pretzel dog is so great because you get two of your favorite ballpark foods in one. Right,
2: right. I got hot dogs on a pretzel bun here. Get your pretzel dogs. Oh, oh, over here. I'll take one. Okay, one pretzel dog for the guy with the little boy glove. Well, it's all I had,
1: so. You know, they use regulation sized baseballs here. Yeah, that ball's going to dwarf that mitt. The summer's biggest hit is the premium pretzel dog. This is How You Sonic for a limited time, only participating Sonic drive ins.